Hello and welcome to Chats with Ollie Mac. My name is Ollie McCarthy and it is my dulcet tones that are going to be entering your ears for the next 30 minutes or so. Today I'm back on my own uh, to do 20 minutes with Ollie Mac. So I'm going to be talking over all things running, um, the current coronavirus situation we find ourselves in, and also uh, giving a few kind of sneak peeks into things you can expect from me um, in the next few weeks and later this year. If you haven't had a chance to listen to my previous podcast with Will Foden, I would advise you to go back and do that. It was um, a brilliant uh, podcast, if I may say so myself, Um, more just from the energy and the information that Will uh, brought to the table always really great to chat to him so if you haven't had a chance i would suggest go back and give it a listen on with the show With Ollie Mac. My name is Ollie McCarthy and I am the host of this podcast. Today is going to be 20 minutes with Ollie Mac. And today, what we're going to be doing is basically talking about the current situation we find ourselves in. It is January 2021 and coronavirus is the gift that keeps on giving. And we're going to go over some, some stuff that I'm doing and I've got in the pipeline. Um, hopefully give you some information that is going to be useful for your training so some stuff which is useful for runners uh, and then kind of finish off with some things that you can hope to see in the future so future podcasts some programs that are being released at the start of February that you might also be interested in but it's basically a, a quick kind of 20 minute conversation to try and give you actionable information so obviously i think we can't not talk about uh, the coronavirus situation currently if you're in the uk you will know that we are in a, a national lockdown which is our third national lockdown i think it is now and there's obviously a lot that you can say about the situation um, and obviously people have gone through a lot of different emotions in in the kind of current situation we find ourselves in i think the biggest thing for me is just we just need to start taking um control of of what we can control and making sure that we are doing the utmost we can for ourselves and a lot of this comes down to individual responsibility and i know this that's something that i've talked about before but we can't really take the same uh, attitudes that we've taken in the past so uh, the start of you know in our first lockdown I saw a lot of people kind of obviously enjoying uh, going out drinking because it was the summertime in the spring we had lovely weather um, focusing more on like cooking nice meals for themselves and then at the end of that lockdown I saw a lot of people coming back to me and saying look I've put on all this weight over lockdown uh, I really need some help 
uh, and then we spent those next few months kind of doing that. And then second lockdown, again, it, it was only a month, so people kind of just left things. I, you know, I didn't have the same amount of people reaching out to, to get involved in programs or to have the same accountability. Their attitude was very much like, it's a month, I'll get through this and then I'll face everything. Well, we're now in our third lockdown and quite frankly, you can't continue to have the same attitudes as, as people have had throughout the last two. There has, to be a bit, there has to be a point where you stop and you think, if I don't do something for myself now, then when am I going to? Because reality is, like, there could be more, more lockdowns and the way things have happened and changed, you can't keep delaying things. You need to take action. It's a shit situation. It's really hard at the moment, but you need to take individual responsibility for your own health and not just physically, but mentally as well. And, and those two have such a huge crossover you know, being physically healthy will hugely help your mental health. So although it is, you know, pretty dreary outside, although it is raining and it's cold, you need to begin getting into habits of moving on a daily basis, of creating space for yourself to, to think and, and not continually have social media and, and the news playing. You need to you know, make sure that you're creating space to, to get in touch with people and to have conversations and to, and to keep those human connections that I've talked about before. And you need to do it now, like not at the end of this lockdown, not later on in the year, because reality is we're gonna be probably in the lockdown until March and then we'll have had a year of de dealing with COVID. There has to be a point where you, you draw a line in the sand, you're like, I need to take responsibility and I need to start doing stuff. And I think now needs to be that point where people actually turn around and say, enough's enough. I need to begin doing stuff that makes me feel good and is going to get me back on track and work towards a, a happier, healthier version of yourself. Because if you can do that now in the most difficult of circumstances, then, you know, going back into normal life is you're going to have one step up on everyone else. But I just think it's really important that it's talked about uh, and we actually get people to start moving and start taking responsibility. There's no moaning about it that's going to help. You just need to start and you need to action something, um, whatever that is for you. And the other thing is it doesn't have to be at a cost. Like there's a lot of people that want to help and it doesn't always come at a cost. I think people always perceive that everything that we do as trainers will, will lead to us having some financial gain. And of course, like, yeah, we need to, we need to keep a roof over our heads and feed ourselves. But, you know, there's a lot of passionate people in, in the fitness industry that literally just want to help people. I suppose that's a nice way to, to kind of come into the next bit, which is, so I've set myself a personal goal of helping 99 runners over the course of this lockdown and helping 99 people become better runners. That's a really broad goal in the sense of, you know, a runner could be anyone. It could be someone who's never run before and wants to, you know, go out for their first few runs. It could be someone who's an experienced runner that just needs a little bit more help with strength or mobility. It could be someone that just needs a little bit of accountability for this next kind of period. Um, but yeah, so that's my goal is to help 99 people become better runners. 
so if you do find yourself struggling if you do like the idea of of going out and running if you do think that running would be beneficial for you and you, you're not quite sure how to approach it reach out because you know i want to help i want to help people in a time where you know we only really have body weight at, at home as our source of of exercise so you're kind of limited in what you have. You can run, you can walk, you can cycle, or you can do bodyweight stuff at home. The This is something that I've kind of been doing over the last few months. So if you need help, you need to ask. It's the idea of individual responsibility again, in that if you need the help, ask, and someone will inevitably help you. And then I, I suppose off the, off the back of that, I'm kind of going to go into some questions that I've had come through a few times over the last few days and i just think that these things are interesting to help anyone so one of the questions is about strength training and it's how to include strength training into your running now often i'll get people who are runners who know that strength training can benefit them but they're not really sure about how to fit it all in so if if you are a runner or if you're new to strength training, the thing I'd say is just to start small and gradually build. Um, so start with three to four exercises. Uh, pick a rep range that's going to challenge you, but not kind of um, wipe you out. Start there. See how you feel after that first session. And then if that was fairly comfortable, add a few reps in. If it was really difficult, then maybe keep it where it is and just work up to that. Uh, so for example, if you are completely new to strength training and you're a runner, then I would say pick three to four movements. So for me, that might be reverse lunge, a dish hold, a press up and some calf raises. So you've got four exercises there. We're then gonna use or pick rep ranges for each of those. So for example, you might do 10 reverse lunges per leg, rest 60 seconds, and then do another set. And that's all the strength training you need to do if you're very new to strength training for that exercise. Um, Push-ups, same again. You might work in a rep range between six to 10 reps, rest 60 seconds, do another set. Calf raises. 12 to 15 calf raises, rest, then do another set. Dish hold, you might hold for 30 seconds, rest for 60, and then do another set. So if you think about that, that's probably gonna take us between kind of 10 to 15 minutes total. And that is a really good kind of starting point. Because what you don't wanna do is, as your first strength training session, do like an hour of strength stuff. You want to start with it, the minimum amount that's going to get you the maximal effect and then slowly progress that. Uh, and you know those four exercises for example are kind of cover most stuff um, and they will have a positive impact upon your running. So if you do those and then over the coming weeks you probably want to creep those reps up a little bit higher and then once you've crept them up a little bit higher, we can then add another set in. We can almost reduce the reps back down, add another set in. And that's just a nice, easy way of progressively overloading our strength stuff. And if you do it in that 
way. It gives, just gives you loads of options. So if you look at that strength session, you can do that after a run. You can do that when you're short on time. You can do that one day and still go out and run the next day and it not negatively impact that. Uh, you could do a run in the morning and then do that strength session in the evening. So it just gives you a lot of different options if you're short on time, if you can't get out for a run, if you want to do a little bit of both, or if you're just a little bit bored of running and you want to mix things up a little bit. So start small and then gradually progress. You can add more exercises in further on down the line, maybe split two sessions and have some different exercises. You've got loads of options, but strength training is going to be really important to help keep you injury free, to help you know keep you entertained to a certain extent and to help improve your running. Those things are all going to help. So it's definitely something that I would advise. Uh, if you're new to running, then it's something I'd definitely advise uh, because it's gonna help to begin to get your muscles strong enough to withstand the, the, uh, the kind of high impact nature of running. So pairing those together are really important. Uh, and this kind of links to into our next you know, question I've been asked quite a lot. I had someone recently who came to me and, and kind of said, I've, uh, I couldn't get out for a run, so I did a HIIT training session instead. And now I'm really, really sore. And what we need to understand is if we're doing a training session that is a kind of a novel stimulus, so it's something that we've never done before, then you are likely to experience... Um, more soreness than you might be used to, especially if, if you really went, you know, all out in it. So, for example, if you've never done a HIIT session before um, and you're used to a different kind of exercise, then going and doing a 30-minute HIIT session can leave you very sore for the next few days continuing. So it's just something to be aware of. If you haven't run in a long time and suddenly you're going out for a couple of runs, then you can experience like a lot of soreness. Um, especially if you're trying to run at similar speeds to what you used to, or especially if you are kind of heavier than you were before. So just bear that in mind. Uh, and then we can kind of look at recovery. Well, so if you go out for a run and you're super sore the next day, one of the worst things you can do is just stop moving and just spend more time being sedentary. So actually, if we, if we make sure that we're still moving, if we're still getting up and about, if we make sure that we're doing some mobility, then that can really help keep us, or, or can really help with that soreness. If you're moving, if you're doing mobility, then you're gonna get blood flow to the muscles, which is gonna help um, shuttle nutrients into those muscles and help recovery. So one big thing is, is help, you know, keeping moving. Uh, another thing you can think about is potentially your protein intake. Now, making sure that you're getting enough protein will be important, especially if you are um, training, beginning training again, and you haven't done it in a while. Protein is just going to help with repair and recovery of the muscles. So if your protein is super low, you might find that you're getting sore or you're staying sore for longer. And just adding a little bit more protein in can be really beneficial in helping to recover. And then the last thing is, you know, actually 
going out for a run or going out for something low intensity like a, a fast walk or a slow run can actually be really beneficial. It's the same principle as um, just keeping moving. You get a little bit of blood flow through. Actually, once you've warmed up your joints, your muscles and the connective tissue, uh, it can actually help to alleviate some of the soreness you might have. And obviously the same thing with just getting the blood into that area is that you will help shuttle nutrients uh, in and out of the muscles, which are gonna help aid recovery. Knee injuries are a big one that people kind of get in contact with me a lot. And I've kind of hinted at this before. In my experience, a lot of knee problems are a result of your ankles and your hips not moving as well as they should. Now, if you're sat down at a desk in the same position for long periods of the day, then inevitably there are certain muscles in that hip area, in the ankle area that are gonna get tighter because they're not being used and because they're staying in one position, which can translate when you go out into a run or something like that. If you think about your sat position as opposed to a running position, they're almost like polar opposites of how you should be moving. And if muscles are tighter, then it might mean that those areas of your body are not being used in the way that they, they should. So, um, for example, most people now uh, tend to have, or I see a lot of people with tighter ankles. Now, that could be, uh, that could be because of something that they've done. For example, if you've done a lot of running and your calves are really tight, then it, that could be a result of that. Uh, the other side of that is that if they're not used, if they're only used in, in kind of certain positions over time, uh, you'll find that generally people have less mobility through their ankle. Wherever there is less mobility through a certain joint, uh, there will be compensations elsewhere in the body. And hips and ankles tend to always work towards the knee, which is where pain tends to present itself. So that's just something to be mindful of. If you are experiencing a knee injury, then it's worth thinking about whether your hip or your ankles are particularly tight. Now, obviously, if you have no kind of reference point for that, drop me a line and I can give you some kind of ideas of, of how to see whether you, you are tight in your hip or your ankles. But especially if you're sat down a lot of the day, I especially notice that those two areas tend to be problematic for most people, which can lead into knee pain. Uh, there are obviously other reasons you might have knee pain. It might be a genuine knee issue that you have, but it is worth thinking about whether, you know, doing a little bit more ankle mobility before you run or in the day, doing a little bit more hip mobility if you run or in the day as well, um, whether they then help your knee problem. Because in my experience, ankle and hip mobility and a little bit of strength can actually go a long way and can help reduce or get rid of uh, knee problems. So something to think about, and I'm literally talking about ankle circles, hip circles, you know, open, close the gate, simple stuff that you know that will take about a minute or two minutes to do before you run or just in the day. And even just doing that can have a huge impact upon your running. So something else to bear in mind. Okay, so I mean, those are the kind of the questions that have been asked to me recently. Uh, and they're some of the runners that I've kind of been helping. 
again, if you have questions, um, if there's information you want to know, hit me up. I want to hear those questions and I want to help. Even if it's just answering those questions and then doing it in a format like this, which can help more people. You know, the questions that you ask, inevitably there are other people that will want to know the same thing. So if you ask, then I can put that information out and then it will inform you, but also will inform, you know, five to 10 other runners that might be thinking the same thing, but don't ask or don't ask straight away and can come back to that information later. So no question is stupid. Ask it, get in touch, always happy to have a chat. So make sure you, yeah, you get in touch. Kind of to wrap up, I have another guest on in the next couple of weeks. So I just need to cut down, edit that podcast, and then I'm going to get it through to them. I'm doing another interview tomorrow. So I'll have another guest in a couple of weeks. But basically the kind of format I'm going to run with is a 20 minute chat with myself one week and then a guest the next and I'm going to I'm going to try and do this every two to three weeks. Obviously, it might be slightly longer and who knows um, what is going to happen in the next few weeks. Lastly, but not least, um, I have a group program that is starting in February. So it's starting in the first week of February. This group program is body weight, mobility and running. And I've set it up so it's three days a week and it's just to help people. It's basically to help simplify running. And genuinely, like the last year has taught me so much about combining strength training and running and, and uh, mobility. I genuinely think this program is, is like gonna have a really big impact. And, you know, if you are short on time, if you don't know how to cross train and, and get your mobility and strength and, and running in together, I this is this is the program I think is going to solve that problem. I don't think it, I know it. This program is going to help solve that problem and is going to enable you to become a better runner, stay injury free uh, and do all of that in a time frame that isn't just going to you know, wipe out your time to do anything else. I think a big focus for me this year is to produce training plans that are going to positively impact the rest of your life, you know, by making stuff really easy to do and by it not taking ages to do. So I want to put out programs where you train for three to four hours of the week and then the rest of the time you have to spend with family to focus on your career and just to keep yourself happy and healthy. Uh, that's really my big focus for this year. Um, so yeah, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, uh, again, get in touch. I can give you some more information. I can let you know everything about the program. Uh, we can book in a chat. Obviously, no obligations. Just have a chat. See if it's right for you. Um, but yeah, that is coming in the near future. So the next few weeks, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more. But just keep your eyes peeled for that. And if you want more information, get in touch. That is it for this week. I hope you are well. If you have questions or comments or any feedback, I'd love to hear it. Um, so yeah, if you can review this podcast, then brilliant, please do that. Obviously that'll help me get this information out to more runners. 
if you know anyone who would be interested in this again or you have any like people that you'd like to hear any guests you'd like to hear drop me a line i always want to hear from you guys so yeah 20 minutes with ollie mac all done take care guys see you soon